Blurred up, blurred up. Welcome to the show where we talk about nerd culture from a BPOV, a black POV. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Mixcloud, Google Podcast. Really, just shout out to Anchor. Anchor is kind of our streaming tree from which everything flows. So if you have a podcast and you want to get on there, please go to their website, uh, anchor.fm, A-N-C-H-O-R, period, F-M. I am your host, Brendan, and I'm joined by Mel. Hi. What's up? How are you? Good. All right. (laughs) Good. So today we're here to talk about Bad Boys for Life, or as it is in Korean, Bad Boys Forever. Yeah, Bad Boys Forever. I don't know why they made that change. Poor life, poor life, forever. Well, I mean, they didn't, you could just translate it into for life in Korean, but they didn't do that. They poor, poor they life. gave it a weird Konglish edit. For now, it's forever instead of for life. Because you couldn't have put it, you couldn't have put for life, like not literally for life, but translate the words. Ah, uh, that's true. Yeah, that's which true. would have made more sense, but I guess not. Interestingly, there's another Korean film out that is also called Bad Boys, mm-hmm. the same name. What's it called in Korean? Can you? I don't. I don't. It's I'm like, not familiar with like, the film. It's like Napun. Sure. Oh, yeah. Napun no Yonsokdo. Yeah. It's, yes. Yeah, bad Boys. There are two mm, out right now. Yeah. But we're the forever. Yes. Although, um, to be fair, when I actually went to go book Bad Boys Forever on uh, the on the Megabox app, it was in Korean, in Korean. So it was confusing because you're right, there are those two. So I was like, which one am I trying to see? Maybe it's where they did it. Yeah, maybe. Well, yeah, but, th- but my point is that even on the app, it's all in Korean, they, so it's they, hard they, to know. should have mm-hmm. said Black Boys, uh, the black one. Sure. <laughs> that would have helped. <laughs> For mm-hmm. us. Sure, yeah. <laughs> for us. Anyway, Bad Boys for Life is the conclusion to the epic Bad Boys trilogy. Is that what that is? <laughs> this is my introduction to this franchise. Right, so, so this, is, this, yeah. will be, this will be a fun podcast. So Mel mm-hmm. says she has never seen any Bad Boys films. Yeah, I mean, I've seen clips from them, obviously. Okay, so I was, I'm was i kind of familiar with the idea, but I've never actually sat through a full Bad Boys film. I've just seen snatches of them here and there. Okay. So this was my first time sitting through a whole Bad Boys film. And I've seen them all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... This film has been, I don't know if you know the history of this movie, but it's been in development hell for years. Mm-hmm. So the first film came out in 95, and that was kind of Will Smith's breakout kind of action movie. And mm-hmm. come to think of it, probably my first black action film. Really? I can't think of too many films prior to that that I saw personally that was my intro, my intro to that. It was like that and Independence Day, those were kind of my... Right, yeah, I mean, I guess. Well, Will Smith was the face of black action films for so long, I guess, yeah. I mean, there was Wesley Snipes before him, mm-hmm. but he was doing movies that I couldn't see. Yeah, and he was doing... He, he had an interesting balance. He was doing a lot of action films, but he was also doing things like, uh, what was it? Uh, is it Rise, uh, the the Michael Crichton book that turned, got turned into a movie with uh, with Sean Connery? Where they actually changed the character to a black character? Not is it sure. Rising Sun? He was doing serious drama too. Sure, so Wesley sure. was doing a bit of both. Sure. Whereas Will Smith was just doing action films for like five straight years. Right, right. And of course, I think the sequel came out in two thousand three. That mm-hmm. was after I graduated high school. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Michael Bay, who was the director of the previous two films, talked about a sequel ever since two thousand eight, mm-hmm. but said that cost would be a problem. 
he and Will Smith were demanding so much money at the time. Because, mm-hmm. of course, Will Smith was the highest paid actor at the time, and Michael right. Bay was doing Transformers, and right. he had such a nice filmography. Mm-hmm. So, And Martin Lawrence was doing crack in the alley behind Michael Bay's house. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. That was mean. That was mean. That was unnecessary. But Damn. where has he been? <laughs> Damn, Gina. I'm sorry. So, <laughs> in 2015, Sony announced not one, but two Bad Boys films, one coming out in 2017 and one in 2019. Mm-hmm. And this was around the time when Sony was really doing too much. That mediocre Ghostbusters reboot, mm-hmm. making all those Spider-Man universe ideas, the Sinister Six and Black and Silver. Mm-hmm. In 2017, the date got pushed back to 2018. Then it was removed from their release schedule entirely. And Martin Lawrence said the film wouldn't be happening. Mm-hmm. And finally, in 2018, the sequel picked up new directors, writers, and here we are. Mm-hmm. Did you watch the trailer last year? I didn't. I was, real talk, I was not interested in this at all until you sent a message in our chat saying, so we're reviewing Bad Boys. And I was like, oh, I, I guess I have to know what that means. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, when I saw the trailer last year, I was, as the cool kids say, whelmed. It felt like a uh-huh. movie made from another time brought into this decade. Will Smith looked like he's aging gracefully, but my man Martin, I, I love you, but you know, at, in the trailer there was a stark difference between the two, and mm-hmm. we'll probably get to that a little later on. Yes, we will. <laughs> I can't wait to hear what you got to say about this. I, <laughs> look, I'm okay. I'm trying to keep the flames to a, to a low to a low simmer. A low simmer. But, I mean, <laughs> I'm mad that I spent time and money on this. Really. Oh, oh well. <laughs> We'll get there, though. There's, there's uh-huh. a review. Yeah. <laughs> my, <laughs> my other concern about this is that we're getting this movie in January, mm-hmm. one of the slowest months of the year, along with September. Uh, for, for folks who may not know, this is the time when studios dump movies that they don't have much faith in, so they don't have to go up against summer blockbusters and Oscar contenders. Um, Bad Boys 1 released June 3rd mm-hmm. in '95. Bad Boys 2 released in July of 2003. Right. So, Which is a Will Smith thing, 4th of July every right. year. Mm-hmm. Ha ha. So it seemed that Sony had so little faith in this movie, they wouldn't even put it up against Birds of Prey or Sonic the Hedgehog in February. Oh my gosh. that's When you put it that way, that's really bad. Y'all couldn't even release a black pop cultural icon in Black History Month. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Interesting. Okay. So, is this movie good or bad? Let's let's get into it. Mm-hmm. For me, you haven't seen the other ones, Mm-mm. but for fans of the Bad Boys franchise, this is a Bad Boys movie. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like saying, is the next Fast and the Furious movie bad or, bad or good? It's like, if you've been on board with these movies... Then you're gonna you're gonna be entertained to mm-hmm. some degree. Mm-hmm. They don't try to reinvent the wheel. It doesn't feel like a really a cash grab either. To me, Mike Lowry and Marcus are the same as they ever were. Mike is the hotshot cowboy, and Martin is constantly freaking out about it. Mm-hmm. There's a constant banter and rivalry back and forth between them. To be honest, um, from the opening scene, 
maybe because last year may have been a little rough for me, uh, but it just felt comfortable mm. to see them on screen again, just having fun. Mm-hmm. That was definitely the best part of the film, just kind of seeing the two of them interact. I mean, there's genuine love and affection put into this movie. I don't know if it always translates, but, you know, there's genuinely love and affection put into this movie, and you can see that. Yeah. They do feel like real partners, brothers, Mm -hmm. friends. And there were attempts to give these characters, specifically Mike, an arc a, a little more depth than previous films that actually surprised me. Um, people are generally looking to Will Smith for dramatic acting, and he gives it. But Martin Lawrence caught me by surprise a couple of times. Mm-hmm. This is the most dramatic bad boys to date. The two leads have conflicts within themselves as mm-hmm. well as between each other. And if you've been following these characters for 25 years, you you feel for them. Mm-hmm. Did you Did you feel any kind of emotional resonance in some of the scenes well, just being being new to it I, yes and no like there was a lot of places where i could obviously tell that it was sort of a callback i think if i had seen the other movies i probably would have enjoyed this a lot more mm-hmm. because you can tell that they were playing off of a really long lived lived franchise and there were a lot of things that were obviously callbacks mm-hmm. i didn't necessarily know what they were a callback to but i could tell that they were yeah and a lot of it was made there was a lot a lot of the film really relied on the the long relationship between characters and not being a part of that relationship myself, it didn't have the same resonance, I, but I could see that they were trying. Mm-hmm. Okay. How do you feel about the the humor between them? Um, I mean, it wasn't really, for me, it's not really either of them at their best. It was kind of black dad jokes, like uncle jokes at the cookout for a couple hours. Especially, like you said, Will Smith is aging gracefully. He's he's still He looks like a very well-preserved person of his age or younger than his age, whereas Martin Lawrence, he doesn't have Will Smith money, and you can tell. So there is kind of this uncle dynamic, especially when Martin speaks, where he's kind of given these sort of dad jokes, you know, like he just looks like he wears sandals to cookouts at this point in time. <laughs> and it, that, so his jokes come across that way too. I actually looked up Martin Lawrence's worth. Mm-hmm. Apparently he's worth over $100 million. So he has yeah. money. Sure. I guess he just has different lifestyle yeah, and I mean, you know, maybe he doesn't choices, have the same genes. Okay, yeah. that's cool. It's just that he's not, I don't know what's going on there. It's interesting. Will Smith is very much Will Smith, and Martin Lawrence is, there's something about his brand that is not preserved as well as Will Smith. It felt, this movie felt kind of like a lethal weapon of, I'm too old for this shit. Kind, kind of. thing. Yeah, in a lot of ways, yeah. It was like two Danny Glovers, kind of in a way. But, you know, <laughs> um, I watched the Breakfast Club interview with Will Smith and Martin Lawrence just before coming here. And mm-hmm. Will Smith said something really interesting because he was saying, you know, Will Smith has made me a lot of money, but he's not really me. So he's very, I think he's more aware of the fact that who he is, he's projecting as a brand. Yeah. And that's not really himself. It's not his authentic self. Okay. Whereas I don't know if Martin Lawrence, and I think that's part of what's kept him so carefully preserved. He's very much playing a role. We don't know what the real Will Smith is like or even really what he looks like. Whereas I think Martin Lawrence is kind of, even though he's not in the public eye as much, I don't know if he has that same separation necessarily. He's When he is in the press, it's often for things that are much more mm, sensitive and much more like, you know, that whole thing where he... He dropped out of some movie because he was having a nervous breakdown, things right. like that. He's a lot more transparent, I think, in that way. So who knows? There's kind of a meta moment in regards to Will Smith's kind of 
facade. Mm -hmm. Because in this movie, they explore them getting older. They explore Marcus wanting to retire. Mm -hmm. He's he's a grandfather now. Mm -hmm. And Will Smith is kind of like, you know, he's still in this very much like, no, bro, Mm -hmm. fuck family, Mm-hmm. Fuck, fuck love. I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just, I'm just here just for the action. Mm-hmm. And you learn that he's, you know, dying his hair, dying mm-hmm. his beard. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's a meta moment for Will Smith, too, to kind of come out. Yeah, maybe. Because yeah. he has been kind of gradually kind of growing into just being an elder. Yeah, he's, black. you know, Will, Will Smith, the YouTube star now. Yeah. He's not really doing action movies anymore. But, I mean, well, aside from this. But... And Gemini, man. Yeah, but, you know, I think with this and Gemini Man, how much of that action is really him? I want to talk about the supporting cast. Mm -hmm. A few of the supporting cast came back from the previous films. Teresa Randall plays Teresa, Marcus's wife. Mm -hmm. Of course, there's Cypher himself, Joe Pantoliano. Yep, Pantoliano, yeah. Back as the captain, and he's always fun. Mm -hmm. There's a scene where he almost becomes a Morpheus figure to Will Smith, which Mm -hmm. is ironic given that Will Smith passed up the role Right, that's of Neo a good point. for Wawa West. Right. There are some new characters in the form of a younger tech oriented squad called Ammo. Mm-hmm. So there's Alexander Ludwig, mm-hmm. Vanessa Hutchins. Yep, from High School Musical. Right. And I think she was in that uh, that one movie with uh, Selena Gomez. I forgot that movie's name. Anyway. I probably wouldn't know what it was. The same, yeah. same. <laughs> Paula Nunez, or who I like to call Hispanic Trinity in this movie. <laughs> And Charles Melton are members. And there's a level of respect and rivalry between them and Mike Lowry and Marcus. There's a little love interest between Mike and Paula Nunez. Was she in other movies? Not not in theirs, no. So so okay, because she's I a brand really new character. Right, she's a brand new character. Because the way that they talked about her in the in this film, I thought that she was in all of the other movies. Like she was a recurring character. I think they talked about her so that it made it seem like mm-hmm. they had history and we I just kind of just had, had to catch on okay, to it. Okay, yeah, interesting. Because I just assumed that I didn't know who she was because I hadn't seen the other movies, but she's brand new to everybody. That's interesting. What's interesting, and in my opinion, unfortunate, mm-hmm. is that from in Bad Boys 2, the love interest the love interest was Gabrielle Union and Will Smith. She was mm-hmm. Marcus's sister. Oh, that's right. And they mentioned it kind of, off the cuff in this movie that mm-hmm. he broke up with her mm-hmm. and they didn't really address that. And, you know, obviously, as you know, we mm-hmm. know there are oftentimes glaring uh, lack of black women mm-hmm. in these movies. And yeah, why not just... Yeah, there were not any in this movie, were there? Well, except, except for, the, for wife. the wife yeah, and so, the daughter. but Right. So but why not include her? Hmm. Like, what is Gabrielle Union doing? Like, you could easily use her if you wanted mm-hmm. to. Um, actually, I, f- I forgot. She was in... She and Jessica Alba had a Bad Boys... TV show. Did they? Yes. Wow. I think it was on Fox. I'm, I, I'm not sure the studio, but Seriously? they definitely had a show. I'm was, not sure if it's still going on or canceled, but they definitely had a show. Was Jessica Alba in the other movies? She no. Was, she would have been like 12. No, 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 oh, okay. no, no. It came out within the last several years. and they wow. were, And it was just kind of a, a side, side, side story. story. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Wow. I never would have guessed. Okay. But yeah, it sucks that they couldn't get her back for that. Yeah, I kind of I have a theory as to why that is. For this particular movie, they were really trying to pull out to pull out the whole like Latino connection, which is fine. Sure. But it doesn't make sense to have a Miami where the only black people are men. That's very true. So yeah, it was or interesting. just walking mm-hmm. around in the club. Like, yeah, that's really it. But yeah, um, 
there's an almost forced tension between Charles Melton and Will Smith mm-hmm. that I thought really dated the film to the 90s and 2000s in regards to the writing and like like mm-hmm. mama jokes. Do you remember those? Yeah, and then the whole like black guy versus Asian guy, eh, it was sort of weirdly played out. It was it like was. an outtake from Rush Hour. It was strange. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really felt out of place in today's world. Let's go on to the villains. Mm-hmm. For me, the villains... Are we doing spoilers before we do the villains? Hold on, are we getting into that? We can later. Okay, if well, you want. it's fine, because there's a huge spoiler concerning the villains that I want to talk about. That is but, true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is true. Okay. The villains, to me, are the best, or at least the most memorable in this franchise. Really? Yeah. It's wow. not saying much, to be honest. I Wow, I haven't missed much, have I? But I, I wish they did do more with them, especially the, the lead, uh, Jacob Scipio. Mm-hmm. There's a particularly brutal scene near the beginning where he uses mm-hmm. a Southeast Asian weapon called the Karambit. Mm. I've trained with it in, mm-hmm. in Krav Maga. It's, it's a really cool, it, it's kind of like holding a, mm-hmm. holding a raptor claw Interesting. in your hand and the claw is kind of facing out away from your fist okay. towards your opponent. Okay. And so you can use it to cut and mm-hmm. slice and flip it around and it's really amazing mm-hmm. weapon. Okay. And he only used it once. Really? Um if you've seen if you've seen the Raid Redemption, have you, have you seen those action films uh the Raid films? I have not. You they're they're some of the best of the previous decade. But Raid, Raid mm-hmm. Redemption, if you've seen that movie folks out there, it's the weapon used at the in their end fight. Okay. But but this guy is so badass with it in that scene, but mm-hmm. they only use it in that one scene. And in the beginning, I was like, wow, this is what this kind of movie is going to be about. Mm-hmm. This kind of is, is a level up from the previous Bad Boys films. Okay. It was kind of like when Lethal Weapon 1, 2, and 3 were just kind of about the bad guys were kind of like vanilla white dudes with guns. And then when Jet Li showed up, it was mm-hmm. like a brand new kind of threat. Right, okay. And so I was looking forward to that mm-hmm. but they never really brought that back and hmm. i was just disappointed with that from an action standpoint okay i mean he's obviously in more scenes in this in this film right. doing things but yeah he's got a more important role in some ways yeah but the level of brutality and choreography mm-hmm. from that scene never came back and i was disappointed with that hmm. okay and his mother mm-hmm. in the movie is played by kate del castillo mm-hmm. and she's also brutal but she only gets that one scene to kind of demonstrate that she's a threat. Mm-hmm. But then it's just kind of back to the Mike and Marcus show. Yeah, I was just uh, evil Mexicans in Miami. This is really what we're doing. I was not sold on the villains just because it didn't. It I there's this thing lately where I feel like it's kind of irresponsible filmmaking in some ways, where mm-hmm. there's a lot of villainization of Mexican people in films or tokenization of Mexican or just kind of. Let's include Mexicans because there's lots of Latinos in America now and it sells movies. Kind of like this whole let's include a scene from China because now China buys big blockbuster movies. It's sort of lame to me. Or Terminator. And I, right, yeah. So like it was the same thing in Terminator. I don't know if you saw the latest Rambo film, but I did. And it's basically Rambo kills everybody in Mexico. Really? Um, not everybody, but you know I mean? Like it is just, yeah. Just let's murder Mexicans for two hours because one of them is was mean to me. Uh, and it's the, sort of the same thing, you know? Like... It, Really? We're in Miami. There are so many. And just the idea of kind of ethnically coding your villains to begin with is problematic. And then just let's have just evil Mexicans for no reason. Also, interestingly enough, the guy who plays the male villain, he's British. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I knew I'd seen him before. He's been in like some, some TV shows they and things. They took jobs. Well, I mean, no, it's just, it's interesting that, and because he, and what made me look up to see what nationality he actually is, is because he's clearly just playing like a TV thug Mexican. Yeah. Yeah. I think they really could have made those characters more interesting. Mm-hmm. But I think because they were trying to fit in so many callbacks to the mm-hmm. previous films and just trying to kind of reestablish our bond with Mike and Marcus and give them more to do. Mm-hmm. The movie became a victim of its own ambition, I think, just trying to overstuff so much but never really getting deep into anything. Mm-hmm. Kind of like that, you know, that at Simpsons episode where it talked about why Mr. Burns hasn't died yet. And it's like mm-hmm. you have this three stooges syndrome where all these diseases are trying to get through right. but no one's getting through. Right, mm-hmm. It's like, oh, let's have a callback, a cameo. All this came out here, this came out here. Let's mm-hmm. have this extended scene with this person for no reason. Mm-hmm. Let's put in DJ Khaled for some reason. Yeah. Um, and the funniest thing about DJ Khaled being in this movie is that his actual government name is Khaled Khaled. Did you, did you peep that? No. Yeah, so they have his DJ Khaled, his stage name, and then after they put his real name in parentheses, and his real name is just Khaled Khaled. Interesting. Yeah, anyway, that kind of tickled me. Yeah. Um, so we're kind of getting to some more negatives here. Mm-hmm. You, you're probably wondering who's behind the camera. Has Michael Bain returned to direct? He's pro- He was probably too busy doing Six Underground, I suppose. Mm-hmm. So we have Belgian directors Bilal Fala and Adil El Arabi. Adil El Arabi and sure. Bilal Fala, yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. The, the cultured one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they have written and directed films and TV to mix results from what I've mm-hmm. researched. There's a movie called Black that got nominated for Best Belgian Film of its year, but Snowfall for FX was generally viewed as average. Mm-hmm. And they are currently slated to direct the new Beverly Hills Cop movie. Are you are you seeing a pattern? Yes, to put it mildly. Yes. And this movie, honestly, my biggest beef with this movie is that it felt like a really long 90s music video without a good song. And you wouldn't you wouldn't know about this, but Bad Boys Two was really obnoxious about the Nelly Tell Feather song. Oh, really? It was almost every ten minutes they played that song. Oh my gosh! Like Will Smith, you know, in this movie they had some slow mo shots of Will Smith mm-hmm. shooting people, putting on jackets, putting on clothes, and in that movie, mm-hmm. every time Jack, it would it would be maybe two or three scenes with Will Smith just walking out with a slow-mo putting his jacket on to Mm -hmm. Nelly, and it really got obnoxious. Really? So the fact that there wasn't a kind of soundtrack of that nature Mm -hmm. in this film was kind of a relief to me, Mm -hmm. to be honest. Okay, fair enough. It was not obnoxious. I mean, we had to endure our two leads trying to sing the Bad Boy song a few times, but beyond that, yeah. But yeah, it just felt like a really, really, really long music video. And I mean, I get it's supposed to be a mindless action film, and I like the occasional mindless action film, but this was just, like, glossy for no reason. And and the writers, it stands out here. Um, The writers were Peter Craig, who wrote Mm -hmm. the Mockingjay Hunger Games film, so the worst of Mm -hmm. the series. But he also wrote The Town. Okay. Oh, yeah, okay. Joe Carnahan. He wrote The Town? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Screenplay. Joe Carnahan wrote Smoking Aces, another mindless kind of, the A-team, mindless, Mm -hmm. and Death Wish. Yeah, which which are all, the new Death Wish? Yes. Okay. So I'm like, wow, he's been around. Okay. The new one. And Chris Brimmer, who is largely a brand new writer. Hold on. It took three people to write this screenplay? 
Yeah. Uh, that's how Hollywood works. You, 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 know, I, you know how this I, works. No, I understand, but that's ridiculous. It took three people to write this screenplay. Remember when we we reviewed Captain Marvel and it was like five people on that on that team? I just, yeah. but, I know. and I said the same thing then. It took five people to write that. It took three people to write this. Tyler Perry's out here writing everything by himself, and it's equally bad. You don't need three people <laughs> to write this screenplay. True. You just need one with a ridiculous work ethic. True. But yeah, like this this cocktail of mediocrity is in the Ugh. writing. And to me, I think there, there are pockets where I chuckled and smiled, mm-hmm. I guess maybe more than you because of the previous films. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I remember that person. Oh, I remember that person. That They actually brought that person back and oh, that's cool. And there were mm-hmm. a couple jokes that were mm-hmm. fine. But a lot of this was vanilla paint by numbers action movie, like some of the movies that they've previously written. Mm-hmm. Um, some jokes that we said are outdated or simply don't land. Character moments are kind of touched on, but not really explored. And there's some editing problems. I don't know if you remember this scene. There was one scene in particular. Um, Mike and Marcus were at a cemetery. Mm-hmm. And the scene was clearly longer than what was shown, mm-hmm. but it was cut abruptly. Do you remember that scene? The whole movie felt like that to me. Like, it's just that whole music video thing where there's a lot of jump cuts and a lot of really like strange establishing shots that don't really establish anything. Mm-hmm. Again, I don't expect a whole lot, but it just was it didn't really visually hang together like a movie for me. Sure. It felt like if I watched this in 10-minute increments, I would have really loved it, but you know, when you're sitting there for hours, it was not even the action scenes aren't memorable or believable even within this crazy universe. Yeah, that was oh. Okay, so are the other two movies like this in regards to action where it just where they do a lot of the action kind of for the joke, where it doesn't really make a lot of sense? Bad Boys 2 was taken a little more seriously. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. Bad Boys 1 was taken a little bit more seriously. Mm-hmm. Bad Boys 2 was, in my opinion, worse than the first one. Mm-hmm. I mean, it had a much bigger budget mm-hmm. of explosions and whatever. But okay. as far as a narrative, I thought it was overall worse. Mm-hmm. But it, it still was an action comedy for sure. Okay. Like, I believe the weapon is an action comedy, sure. but there's still some drama there. Sure. But I guess what I mean is that, you know, there's no real rhyme. Or... I love ridiculous action, but mm-hmm. only if it's set in a fantasy universe where it doesn't have to make sense. Yeah. But in this where it's sort of set in a quasi-reality. Right. Where folks are just getting shot and all of a sudden, I'm better. I'm running down down criminals again. Or sliced or, up. Yeah, sliced or... up. Or like, you know, the, but then somebody else gets poked once, people falling off. I mean, all kinds of things are happening. And there's the fact no, that you're yeah. just 50-plus mm-hmm. years old and you, and, the, and the movie mm-hmm. recognizes this mm-hmm. and you're fighting folks 25, you know, yeah. in their prime, exactly. buff Who are shit. apparently super Saiyans because of the speed they move at. And that's the thing. It's, you know, we, I talked about the villain and his amazing mm-hmm. fighting ability in the mm-hmm. first scene and that kind of just gets thrown out for the sake of yeah, plot of, well, in the end. Yeah, or an, just an, an attempt really. at story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like in that first scene, he's, you know, a fight god. And then later on, he's that same thing. And he's fighting folks who don't have that same established skill set, but they're but he's not winning. Yeah. It's confusing. Yeah, it's pretty, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I got to talk about Mike, though. Mm. Um, I don't know how you felt about Will Smith's character, but... In the old films, he was he was supposed to be seen as a kind of a likable, handsome, charming guy to Martin Lawrence's kind of more mm-hmm. uptight mm-hmm. character. But in this movie, he's largely an asshole. Like I legitimately like yeah. started to dislike his character well, after a while. I haven't seen the other two movies, but that would make sense, really, because what happens to the playboy? What happens to the old man in the club? You know, they, right. that's what they become. So that would make sense. So it's mm-hmm. an arc for him. Mm-hmm. Like he was reckless, but effective in other films, but. 
in this movie, he he straight up has a death wish, mm-hmm. like charging into drug deals full of henchmen by himself, like, oh, I can handle this. He came across as real arrogant and real unaccepting of his limitations. And unfortunately, the movie, in for the most part, doesn't really do anything to push back on that. Right. He kind of gets away with being super Negro, and it doesn't really make a lot of sense in most cases, but it just is used to, fo- to further the plot anyway. But even in, in his prime, I don't remember a single scene from the old films where he was doing this kind of craziness. Mm-hmm. It was really like mid-crisis, I just want to go out with a bang mm-hmm. kind of mindset. Um, the scene, There's a scene in the trailer where he jumps onto a helicopter ladder. And, that whole scene was ridiculous. And it goes further. Like, imagine you're jumping onto a helicopter ladder to catch a bad guy, and the bad guy's in the helicopter mm-hmm. with big and small guns and other mm-hmm. people there. And he's almost shot you 99 times before you jumped on the helicopter. And now you're just a sitting duck hanging there. It's like, yeah. like why would you do that? Just, you have a death wish? Yeah, character, just poor character writing mm-hmm. and just just bad choreography. Yeah, and poor honestly. understanding of action, I guess. Yes, like it just totally. Because a lot of the action did the opposite of what it was supposed to do. I wasn't like, wow, what's he going to do next? This is kind of cool. I was like, why would he do that? This is ridiculous. Who cares what I happens next? I completely agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Completely agree. Yeah. Um, and there were a lot of helicopters in this film, which they kind of lampshade, but like every time anything happens, somebody pulled up in a it's, helicopter. It's a helicopter. Yeah. Just really? Just folks just got helicopters like that in Miami? I should move there. And we can't track these things. Yeah, exactly. Like mm-hmm. ammo has all this high tech stuff to track. Exactly. But no, yeah. It, uh, until they can't. But nobody ever looks up, right? Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, I mean, let's just close it out because we're mm-hmm. running out of time right. here. This This movie to me is like having a slice of white bread in the pantry that is probably past its expiration date. Like, you don't have much else to eat. Ouch. So you give it a chance with, with some caution. And it's surprisingly not molded, but it's not something that you cheer about either. Like, to me, this movie, as a fan of the franchise, was... Like, I walked into this having low expectations. But overall, I think if you're a fan of the franchise, like, I don't all-out regret going to see this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, again, if, I think if you have friends and family who grew up watching these movies, I actually went with uh, seven other black folks mm-hmm. or, and, or or people of color mm-hmm. who are fans of the franchise. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I heard a couple of folks laughing. I was chuckling a little mm-hmm. bit. We were kind of, you know, we had some complaints collectively, but we also mm-hmm. were kind of, you know, we were laughing too yeah. with them and smiling. So I think you'll have fun with it overall. Mm-hmm. But not only are there no scenes that really warrant a big screen experience, mm-hmm. I'll never watch this movie again. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just, just okay, go ahead. Oh, sorry. So for me, I walked in grumpy as hell that I was spending my evening watching this dumb jock shit. And I walked out charmed <laughs> by the presence of Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. And, you know, it's there's nostalgia in seeing them. They're, they're, they're cute together. It's fun to watch them. And, you know, there's they really do their best to make it a fun, happy movie or a fun... Uh, watchable, entertaining movie, but I walked out grumpy as hell that I had watched that dumb jock shit. So, I mean, it was what it was. It's kind of what it says on the tin. If you like it, you like it, but it just wasn't my thing. So this year, we're going to start to have a new rating system. Yes. (laughs) And so we're going to try to shape it into the the context of the film. Mm -hmm. So we're going to rate this movie on a scale of five (laughs) ha-has. I would give Bad Boys... A three out of five ha-has. I would probably give it two. Like, if it comes on TV and I'm doing something else, I'd let it play. 
but I wouldn't go looking for this. Yeah. The, the irony is Michael Bay did a Netflix movie when mm-hmm. this movie really should have been put on Netflix. That's the other thing I thought. Like, the whole time I was like, this is... Because I did watch Six Underground, and it was also not good. But, I mean, at the end of the day, it, there's a, they're both Netflix-quality movies. It's yeah. just that there were much bigger stuff. Well, I don't know, because Ron Reynolds was in Six Underground, and he's a bankable star, I guess, thanks to Deadpool. But, yeah. Um, but but not Smith. like Will Smith. or yeah. Will Smith, mm-hmm. though. Yeah. Ha-ha. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, yeah, that gets two ha-has from me. So, just really quick before you go into spoilers, the budget for this film was $90 million. The budget for the first film was $19 million. Whoa. But the budget for Bad Boys 2 was $130 million. It's been all up and down, right? Yeah, I wonder how that was. Is this movie making back its money? Well, it, it it releases this week. Oh, right. Uh, the box office projections are putting it at about $30 million mm-hmm. domestically. So we'll see what happens. We, it could be past that. It could be mm-hmm. below that. Black folks can turn out. Black mm-hmm. folks can not. So right. I'm very curious to see how this, how this plays out. Yeah, and I mean, I think it ha- it'll have a broader appeal than black folks. They really work hard to make this appealing to, I well, definitely to, I guess, I don't know, Latino people. Sure. Which, it seems kind of patronizing to say that, but it's kind yeah. of patronizing the way they do it, to be honest. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, they're really trying to say, oh, look, look, we have brown people, too. We have brown people. (gasps) Spanish. They're speaking Spanish. Like, man, okay. (laughs) It was a challenge Mm -hmm. because my Spanish is very elementary, Mm -hmm. as is my Korean. So Mm -hmm. I had to kind of mesh my elementary (laughs) Spanish on the screen with, like, the Korean subtitles Mm -hmm. to kind of get out what they were talking about. Luckily, I had had a friend, shout out to uh, uh, Kirsten, Mm -hmm. um, who helped helped me translate Mm -hmm. along the way. But... So a, a bit of it I got myself. Mm. Anyway, before we get out of here, let's get to the spoiler. Yes. There's, there's really only one. So Blaxican will. So, oh, <laughs> sorry, sorry. So if you haven't seen this movie okay. and you want to not be surprised, turn off now. One, two, three. Blaxican Will Smith. That's hilarious. Blaxican Will Smith. That was really interesting to me. <laughs> you know what? At this point, they just need to just merge... Bad Boys, Fast and the Furious, and Suicide Squad, because essentially this is all about these reformed, crazy criminals doing outlandish shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, at this point, like, have a cool Hispanic character with a karambit cutting folks up in these films. I'm I'm totally for it. If they're going to mm-hmm. reboot the franchise and have it mm-hmm. center on this, on one hand, it sucks to, and it's patronizing to Hispanic people. But if they actually mm-hmm. do a new trilogy or just mm-hmm. a new you know, a mm-hmm. reboot with mm-hmm. a Hispanic lead of his character, mm-hmm. that could be cool. Or they could just, I don't know, write a brand new thing with a Hispanic lead in an action sure. movie. Of That'd course. be great. No, you're you're you're, you're totally right. <laughs> I'm sorry. I no, you're you're totally right. I'm just saying like if they can start fresh now. Right. Mm-hmm. Why not? Right. Even though this guy like killed a lot of people. In really horrible ways. But sometimes to, for no reason at all. Just, but to be fair, those folks are probably yeah. shit anyway. I can't I can't kill innocents. Oh, it's my friend on the ladder in my way. Let me just shoot him. Is he an innocent though? Uh, yeah, I know, but still, you don't just murder your friends and then just keep running You're a cartel. Right. It was inconsistent. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Three 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 haha's and yeah. I mean it's mm-hmm. I got some enjoyment out of it. Mm-hmm. So I stand firm. Uh, yeah, I mean, Sanford. like Will Smith, the, Will Smith and Martin Lawrence are very charming. They're fun to watch, even though they're dads. Like, I think dad I think me mm-hmm. seeing the other films maybe put that extra star on it. For I me. think probably, yeah, definitely. It's three is so average. Now I will say this: watching this film is not going to make me go back and watch the first two. You, you, 
I've watched the first one a long time. It's you know, ninety five is dated, so mm-hmm. I, it, it you know, there's weird mm-hmm. techniques that aren't mm-hmm. great anymore. But yeah. for the first time, it, it was a fun movie. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's we're almost out of time. Yep. So let's sign out here again. We are blurred up. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Give us a review. It would really mean a lot to us. Help mm-hmm. us uh, rise to the top of the nerdy podcast list. Mm-hmm. We're on Instagram at B-L-E-R-D period U-P. Mm-hmm. We're, on inst- we're on Facebook at B-L-E-R-D U-P. We're on Twitter at B-L-E-R-D U. Mm-hmm. Where can they find you? They can find me at Equal Opportunity Reader on Facebook and Instagram if you want to talk about books and yeah, books and general reading stuff, find me there. Um, also, by the way, guys, thank you for those of you who have left us reviews. We've gotten some really nice ones lately. Yeah. So thank you for those of you who have left, left us reviews and uh, left comments and given us stars on things. We appreciate you. Yeah, we actually, I just looked up um, our analytics and we were apparently in the top 15 most listened to podcasts mm-hmm. in Korea. And we have from you Apple to thank our yeah. dear readers. Yeah, thank you all so much. We'll leave the light on for you. <laughs> all right. Sorry. <laughs> oh, you're good. <laughs> now who's being patronizing? Moving on. Right. Okay. Now, mm-hmm. So coming up, I know I want to talk about the last season of BoJack. Yeah, when is that out? Weeks. It comes mm-hmm. out January 31st. Okay. So we'll, t- we'll talk about that, I'm sure, in February. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still want to get out our favorite albums, either of last year or the decade. Mm-hmm. So tune in for those. Shows we got Birds of Prey coming out in February, mm-hmm. so we will be reviewing that as mm-hmm, well. Mm-hmm. Sonic the Hedgehog, I know we're excited about that. So excited! <laughs> All right. Um, again, we do want to get some fan questions, so please mm-hmm. either hit us up on Twitter, mm-hmm. Instagram, um, Facebook. You can also email us at bu at blurred.com mm-hmm. I'll be happy to answer any questions you guys have on the mic mm-hmm. give, give you all a shout out etc yeah yeah <laughs> should we do like blurred up dedications like <laughs> blurred up after dark quiet it's quiet storm quiet storm yeah Bl- blurred storm this one goes out to Chantel from Patrick Makeda <laughs> we see you alright anyway y'all. thank you all very much bye bye peace peace <laughs>